Welcome to Life on the Illinois Prairie. Your host is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and after 30 years living in small-town Illinois, she has stories to tell. Past cornfields and factories, into the heart of Amish country. There's more here than what meets the eye, far beyond what you think you know. So buckle up and stay tuned. This is Life on the Illinois Prairie. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Life on the Illinois Prairie. I am your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter, and I'm delighted today to have a mayor of a neighboring town to where I live here in Illinois. I'd like to welcome Mayor Jesus Garza, who is the mayor of Arcola, Illinois. Mayor Garza, welcome. Thank you for being here today. No, thank you for having me here. I mean, uh, I'd like to be making a good conversation with you today. Well, I hope so. You are a busy man. I know you have a business to run. You have a family. Being a mayor, you've got your fingers in a lot of pies around and uh, you're very busy. But I would love to know, would you like to please tell our listeners how you got started, how you ended up in Arcola and a little bit about your background. I know that you've, uh, you didn't just magically land in Arcola. You have a story behind that. So I think people would be interested to know that story. Yeah, I can start with that. As when we in Mexico, I got my degrees in Mexico for automobile college there. And after so many frustration time to try to find a good job there in Mexico, I can't get it. You know, I spent three years in college to try to get a decent job, you know, there. And it's one of the main problems in Mexico. We consider a medium class people, you know, there. But I mean, right now with the economy, it is, I think it's the low size, you know, people there. Well, anyway, and after so many times we try to do that, my dad already lived here and he visited us once a year, every year and a half. Depends on the situation, money-wise. It's kind of those days. I mean, when you compare a dollar to the Mexican pesos, I mean, it's when you gain right there. You know, that's why the most people, the parents, they move into north to try to get, an, I mean, no better job, but a better life, you know, and everything. And they go back and visit us, you know. That's what he's doing it for mm, 16, 17 years. Mm-hmm. And finally, we decided, well, you know what? I, I can't find a good job here. I think I'm going to move north. And I just called my, one day I called my dad, hey, I think we're going, down. well, you don't speak English. You don't have nothing to do here. I mean, why you want to move it to here? Well, I can't find a job. I mean, good job. The people over there, they're making money. Is, they're making maybe, I want to say 60 to $80 a week right now. Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, it's been worse. But mm-hmm. that's one of those reasons, I mean, with, well, I prefer making $320 a week versus $60 a week on those times. Mm-hmm. And finally, we say, okay, I'm going down there, and he come and pick up, up you know, they bring her, the whole family here, and we start working on a factory, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like yeah. to be working on a factory, yeah. but there's nothing wrong with that, you know, yeah. I just... And I started working, and I said, you know what, Dad? I think I'm going to go back, go back to Mexico because this is not good for me. I spent so much time on the school for trying to get something decent. And what I like, you know, my automobile mechanic, you know, so what I like it to do. And he talked to Jerry Bills on those times, 1990, 
94, I think, when he talking to him, say, I got a son. I mean, maybe you need it. He doesn't speak any English, but he really wants to work. Well, let me try it. Mm. I'm working at Lehman's from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. night shift. Mm. And I'm working for Jerry Bills. Uh, I think it's two years when the shop is still in Arcola. And from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m kind of part-time job because mm -hmm. he wants to try it. Mm -hmm. And after he saw me working for six months, he said, you know what? He asked me, how much are you making a limit? I said, working 12 hours a day. He said, well, I'm making about $300, $320 on that time. I said, okay, just give it two weeks notice and you're going to be working for me full time, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, and you're going to make $350. On that time, you know, okay, okay, well, mm. I like it, you know, it's pretty, it sounds pretty good. It's when I start working, and uh, one of the teachers from Arcola School speaks Spanish. She's the one translated, translated everything for me on that time. And he started sending me to the school, to the Lakeland College, to try to learn more the English. And uh, he's kind of sending to the, after four or five years, he sent me to the, Cincinnati, Ohio, for learning more about the transmissions. Mm. And that's when I started. He saw the, he saw something on me about learning the right way to rebuild transmissions on that time. And, and then working there for, almost, I want to say almost 13 years is what I spent with him. And economy stuff, I mean, he started giving laid off to a few guys there, you know, that, and say, well, you know what, I'm going to try to open my own business. I started, it's when I, in 2005, I just when I opened my, I buy the little garage across the street from Casey's and I started spending, you know, and boom, now we kind of own the whole block there, you know, and the business is going to, every, every, every week it'll be busy, busy. every year it'll be getting more customers. Wow. Well, you, you must have a really good reputation and uh, be very trustworthy because it's hard to find a good mechanic to do that kind of work. And um, you must have really built up a very good clientele. Yeah, we got about a, around, we got a customer of Champagne, around two, uh, Bloomington, Decatur, Mattoon, everywhere. But uh, the normal basis hmm. customer, we have about around 4,000. Oh gosh! Well, that's uh, that. Getting good transmission work is a very tough thing. So yeah, it's uh, it's not very. I'm sure that Arcola is glad to have that. Yeah, it's not very. It's not very many shops that they do rebuild the transmissions anymore. Mm -hmm. How many people do you employ there? I got a four. Oh, four, okay. four. I got a four people, including my daughter and my son. It's kind of like a family business. Oh, really? Yeah. That's great. So now, when did you? Um, uh, how did it come about that you decided to enter politics? Good question. I still ask me, me myself, too. <laughs> um, I I'm sure there's times you wonder. <laughs> when I started noticing that is a few years back when uh, the, the town, the business started closing on downtown. When uh, the, all the tourists mm. come into Arcola for so many years and you see a lot of people around walking on town, And one day, you don't see anybody. I mean, I said, well, and I started talking about that. And, and my wife, the first time, said, you crazy. <laughs> and and I said, well, 
I don't know if I'm crazy or not, but I mean, I want to do something for Arcola. You guys want to support me on this or not? And I talked to my son, the old, my older son, and the girls, and said, yeah, go ahead, Dad. I mean, if, I'm sure you can get it. You know, you have a lot of friends, you know, and everything. They can vote. And when, it's when I start talking to the a lot of the communities about that, I say, well, yeah, go ahead. I mean, you can put in a sign on my, ha- on my house, in the front of my house, if you want to do that. Well, we set up about almost 400, 400 signs when we campaigning on that, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, that is a leap of faith, I would think, for anybody to, in this day and age, um, to take uh, take on a political um, campaign like that. And um, I don't know, I don't even remember who you were running against, but um, did was there was there much negativity, or was it pretty much above board and pretty clean run? Or did you have did you face run. that kind of, very many obstacles? Well, the only obstacle says be. Uh... When we set up the signs, you know, with uh, I don't know if who did it, but they they kind of start take the signs off from the houses, and they mm-hmm. they want to throw them away, you know. I'm glad we have mm-hmm. an extra ones, you know. <laughs> we put it back on the houses, you know. But <laughs> it's one of those things to me. I don't know who did it, you know. But they only take my signs out. Yeah, that's that's pretty frustrating, I'm sure. Yeah, but um. You know, you have, a, I know that in Mexican families and Mexican communities, they're in a Hispanic community, there's very, a lot of family support. You guys stick together and really protect one another and and um, look out for one another. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much is what we do. The only, the only, and unfortunately, not everyone, they can vote, you know, because they are, they are not a U.S. Mm-hmm. citizens. That's be the, one of the issues. Hmm. So are they are they here on a on a work permit or, or some, they... some have a work permit and some is legal residents depends on the status if you have mm-hmm. a family here already I mean you can get a the legal status the usually some people call it a green card they call in a passport mm-hmm. you know the resident with legal password and a, they got a few different names. Mm-hmm. Well, it's. It, people don't realize, I don't think, how expensive it can be and how challenging it can be to try to get a green card or try to get your legal status, right? Isn't it, a, isn't it pretty difficult at times? It is. You have to have a, a direct family member. They can request you for getting a green card. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, back in the 80s, I was secretly married to a gentleman from Bangladesh, we were going to help him get his green card. And I mean, it wasn't any money exchanged, but he was a friend of mine. But, you know, and it, it sounds very embarrassing and very silly now to have done it. But at the same time, it gave me an opportunity to see what it was like to come into this country. And um, he was doing everything legally and above board. But we went, we spent a whole day in Chicago at, at uh, Immigration and Naturalization, is what it was called at that time. Mm-hmm. And I've never been treated so poorly in my life. It was it was a very demeaning experience, and uh, I, I, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm thinking I'm an American citizen, and this gentleman is trying to come in legally. You know, how dare you do that? But I, I realize it's a complicated situation. Um, there are no easy answers, and I know living up living up here in Illinois, I'm not exposed to what things are like, uh, you know, in a in a, on a border in a border state. But um, you have insight in those things probably that I would not. 
Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it's kind of hard. To, and, and they're making worse and worse every time. The immigration law, they keep in changing. I mean, they, they don't make it nothing mm. easy. Like my dad say, and right. back in 60s and 70s, you know, he said, I mean, before, I mean, you can get the green card pretty quick and easy. Right now, mm, you have to be married for so long with the USA citizens, or you haven't, you had to have a, a son born born in USA, you know, and stuff like that to try to get a legal status. Which and it always amazes me because um, I've commented to this to my husband when we go, we'll go into a Chinese restaurant, and there are generally Hispanic people cooking in this Chinese restaurant. That a lot of places that I've been, you know, Mexicans are hardworking people. I don't see them out begging on street corners. I don't see them um, hustling. Um, you know, you guys are hard workers, hard workers. And, and uh, it, it bothers me so many times to see, to see uh, things happen and people uh, painted with a broad brush when there are so many hardworking individuals out there trying to do things the right way. And our cola is full of people doing things the right way, isn't it? You have yeah. a very yeah, that's a, that's large, is it 40%, 40%? I think it's 40. I think it's a little bit more than 40 now. But I mean, I think it, hmm. officially it's forty percent, you know. But I think in the last mm-hmm. in the last three or four years, they they we have more people now. Mm-hmm. Well, you got a lot of businesses up there thriving that um, keep people employed and and having, I'm sure, good insurance, good benefits, good retirement. Um, I'm sure that makes it very pleasant for them to come and having having a mayor of your status there to help them can't hurt either. Um, you've got some other new businesses. I know you have an eye care place that has come in. Yes. And a, uh, a dentist. Yeah, the from, dentist. From, yeah, from mm-hmm. yeah, den- not... yeah, the dentist. And uh, we have uh, the bakery place. And that Dollar General, that Dollar General, that, that, that I've seen her, that bakery and that Dollar General that has all the groceries in it. That's got to be wonderful, too. Oh, yeah, too. That's, that's a great, uh, that's a great uh Improvement for town, you know, the for the city to all the whole community, you know, they have, we have that that Dollar General. They changing the name now. It's a DJ market. It'd be great. Yeah, and you have the uh, you also have a a uh, the grocery store that has is now mainly all Mexican uh, groceries. Is there more than one store like that in town, or no, just one? Uh, I, I just thought it was wonderful. Just that one. I think it's wonderful. When you have forty percent of your population is one is you know of one background, and they have to drive thirty or forty miles to get the ingredients for their food, that doesn't make any sense. And so now that when they can go into a store in their own town and buy the things that they need to make their food, it kind of gives me goosebumps. I just think it's a wonderful thing. I was very happy for the people of your community to have that. Yeah. Story. Well, uh, let me tell you this. I mean, uh, thirty years ago. Uh, we had to drive into Chicago if you want to get some of the Mexican stuff, ingredients. Uh-huh. And two, three years later, it's a, a small minivan driving from Chicago to town mm-hmm. every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we only have a few, maybe on that on those years, we only have maybe five or six families on that time. Mm. And they bring in the van, and we making a line, you know, because our every kid is kind of making a line to buy the stuff, you know, from the van, and and that's what I mean on that on that time. Yeah, 
Well, I just, I just, it just it makes me very happy every time I go in there. I go in there every once in a while, um, <clears throat> and I just think it's so wonderful for your community to um, have that right at their fingertips. Why, why shouldn't you? I mean, you know, that's uh, you should uh, be able to shop in in convenience and not have to uh, go to Chicago for goodness sakes. So, how is it that you met Susanna Mendoza? The, uh, well, that one is a great, it's a great connection, right? Ted is a is a really good lady. I mean, it's it's a amazing everything what she know. Yeah. I mean, she I learned a lot of stuff from from her. Mm-hmm. And when I when I when I win this position, I mean, I guess uh, she's on the news, and the first thing she do to passing through Marcola, she stopped spending about a half an hour, forty five minutes on the city hall with me. And we start talking, you know, English, Spanish. I mean, we mix everything <laughs> and very exciting because, you know, some of the Hispanic communities start getting, a, I mean, these kind of positions. And, and she's re- really happy with that. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, and, and why shouldn't you have those positions? If you're qualified and you got what it takes and you got the courage to get out there and uh, fight against some people who may be fighting fighting dirty against you because i'm sure you're not going to fight dirty because you're not that kind of guy but uh it's got to be a challenge when you're up against um some of the negativity especially in social media i don't know if any of that has has happened to you but um probably hardly any public figure that it hasn't happened to but you know you probably have a pretty good grasp on it yeah it, we have a little bit the family the back, and, the... family and friends look out for you <laughs> yeah but we have a little bit of the negative you know comments not very many maybe three or four not 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 bad you know but still that's good that way i can improve myself you know on on the stuff you know and and we kind of kind of like it well i leave it everything everything up to god you know he's the one making the decision if you're gonna right. if you're gonna stay on i believe on exactly on god 100 percent, you know and, and it's one of those things they my wife too told me to do this too. Say, if you if you guys say you want to win, you want to get it. <laughs> yep, yep. Ultimate authority there. Um, you um, now having the uh, you also won a very prestigious award, a Carnegie Corporation of New York Great Immigrants Award in twenty twenty two. What a what a wonderful thing! You must have been over the moon, really, when you when you received word about that. On that day, I cried. I bet yeah. that about makes me want to cry mm-hmm. now. I'm so happy for you to have. Re- I mean, what a that's just nothing but a prestigious award. That's wonderful. Yeah, it is. I mean, what did that do to your spirit? You know. Yeah, they doing uh, this New York doing this every every year, I think, and. And I'm the, on the first twenty, mm. the best, you know, the the most of Hispanic immigrants. Mm. They're already USA citizens, you know. They, it's great. <laughs> oh, I would think, boy, you, did you ever realize when you ran for mayor and when you won that you would get so much attention uh-uh. all over the place for being a Hispanic mayor in a town in Illinois? No. If I know all these, I mean, I never, I've never run. (laughs) 
Oh, your family just must be so proud of you, though. I mean, uh, your family here and your family back home. You must have still a great deal of family back in Mexico. Yeah, we still have a family in Mexico. They, they're really happy with that. I mean, they they very, very excited, and everybody in Mexico, even the whole city, you know, that down there in Mexico, they think, and I'm, they think I'm a hero. I say, no, I'm not a hero. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man. I'm working hard for my town where I live, you know, and that's all, that's all about, you know. Yeah, right. I think you're a hero to some of us, for sure. What what town are you from in Mexico? How big is it, the town that you were, came from? Well, when we move in here, that town is only maybe 5,000 people. And right now... It is about 180,000 people. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And wow. see, my my parents are from Cadreta. And, and uh, we kind of growing there from up to when I'm 20. But I, I spent a lot of time in the next town. It was a big city. It's called Monterey. Hmm. And I'm doing all my school there, you know, and everything. Because my, my grandma and my grandpa live on, on that big city for on my mom's side. Hmm. And that's why I know that the big city is bigger than Chicago. Hmm. Gosh. So you knew the big city life, but you wanted to really settle in some place that was a little little more rural, like Arcola, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love this town. I mean, I just, yeah. when, I, when we move it, the first time we think, oh, this is kind of low. It's kind of small for us, you know. But <laughs> now, after you stay here and, uh, and uh, you see what everybody... I mean, all the people talking to you, even if you don't speak any English, they want to say at least good morning and how are you, you know, stuff like that. I mean, that counts, that says a lot for us, you know. Yes, yes. And one of the reasons they call it Amazing Arcola, I think, is that that friend, friendly atmosphere mm-hmm. that has um, yeah. been nurtured over the years. And I, I know you've made so many improvements. I know you didn't do it all yourself, but it's been there. There is there a water park that's been put in? Yeah, the water park. This past yeah, year? the splash pad, and we're doing some. We're kind of fixing this this year some details on that, but uh, for next summer, it's going to be a hundred percent ready. Huh. And there are you improved some street lights too, didn't you? Did you put some new street lights in somewhere? Yeah, we're doing on 40, 45 west the whole time from Je- from Madison Street up to Washington Street, and mm. they doing all the lights for time for the, it's pretty dark on those areas, and I think it's kind of dangerous, mm. especially mm. in summertime when a kid's walking, you know, and it's so dark you can't see it. And I think it'd be great. I mean, right now it looks really great, the town, you know, when you're going through that those blocks. But we, we're going to continue doing more lights for the rest of the town, too. Yeah, oh, that's wonderful. And, and I've heard talk, too, about a corn palace that may be coming in to replace where the Metropolitan Building was. That sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, our call investment uh, with Pat Monaghan, Pat Monaghan and, and Kevin Monaghan, they're going to start building next month i think they're gonna start doing all that and i hope it's gonna be ready for the next boom festival oh how did you it was nice to see you in person at the broom corn festival this last this last uh september did did it turn out pretty good for you guys financially and yeah everything gone great yeah good it's uh 
always one of my very favorite places to go. I, I always. Do you think there's any chance you'll actually march with the Lone Rangers sometime? I don't know. Maybe one of maybe. <laughs> Work on your broom throwing skills. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, this year I win the first place on the sweeping contest. Oh, you did! I missed that. Hi. Yeah. I don't know. Could that thing be fixed? The ma- the mayor winning the first place of the sweeping contest. I don't know. Uh huh. Yeah. Every- everybody <laughs> give me a hard time. I'm just that. teasing you. <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, you're so much fun. So, and you also, the state of Illinois war, awarded you a, um, during Hispanic Heritage Month as a trailblazer. Oh, yeah. That's another, Again. that's another surprise. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It, it is, it, it's oh, great. Congratulations. And, oh, your family must just be, uh, it just gives me goosebumps. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, when we, when they give me all these awards, everybody kind of almost cry, you know, because, all the hard work, you know, it's not, it's not only me, it's, it is everybody, you know, everybody making it happen, you know, but I'm kind of the pushing a little bit, hey, we need to get stuff done. I mean, it's kind of stuff like that, you know, and, and sure. but, uh, You know, I've had, uh, I know you have to work hand in hand with, with uh, different, all the different other elected officials and um, Chamber of Commerce. I have Angie Miller has been on before as a guest, and Wilmer Otto has been on as a guest. I know these are all people that you know and work with in mm-hmm. one capacity yeah. or another, but I'm just just so excited about the future of Arcola. And what else? Um, do you have anything up your sleeve that's going to happen? Any anything else you could share? This uh, well, we, we're going to uh, redo the streets around Lehman Company. Hmm. That way, I mean the. When a, when a semi truck, I mean trucks, they driving around, they not destroy the streets, you know, downtown street, mm-hmm. and kind of it's a new project, and we're waiting for another grant from the state, and I don't think it's releasing everything yet, but uh, I think we're gonna start next year on that project, mm-hmm. and uh, all this be concrete on that part, and I mean I think it's gonna be great improvements for the city on that part, and the jack flash they fixing that road right now. Hmm. That way, you have a better look it up. On the, we're gonna put in our cameras right there on the one thirty three and fifty seven. That way, if you see, you know, that's the special cameras from the state. Uh-huh. That way, we can if it's some amber alert or something. If you, those cameras saw the plates, I mean, they're gonna read it and they're gonna be. Oh. They kind of give you the alerts to the, our police department and. We're going to put another 145 and 133. That way we can keep an eye on. Try to get in everything be safe for our community. You know, We're looking for all the best technology we have on, on for safety for, you know, for our community. Mm-hmm. That's very progressive because although, you know, we tend to think of Arcola as such a quiet community, there have been some really awful newsworthy things that have happened there several years ago that bank robbery that happened i mean those are things you would not expect Mm -hmm. to happen in little old arcola but things do happen and i think it's very progressive of you guys to be that forward thinking and think ahead like that yeah and bill wagner the city administrator i mean we always thinking about if we have a more eyes on the air you know we can take care of the town better you know Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm 
Well, I know that you uh, always have your thoughts on Arcola and the betterment of the citizens there. I'm very proud of you. I hope you know that so many people are proud of you and what you're accomplishing there. Do you have any higher aspirations you want to move up? They want they want me to move it higher <laughs> a higher level, but I don't think I'm gonna do mm-hmm. it. You know, I like to be where I live. Right. I think I'm gonna be dying. On, I already talked to my family. Hey, when I'm dying, I like to be better here in Arcola. I don't want to be well, going back to Mexico. Right. Well, you know, my husband and I one of the favorite little strange hobbies to do is to go to cemeteries, and I got to say that Arcola Township Cemetery is one of our favorite haunts, if you will. In the springtime, when those peonies are all in bloom, it is just a gorgeous place. And what a nice resting place. And you have made our cola home, and you certainly contribute to making it an amazing little city that it is. Yeah. Is there any uh, contact information you'd like to give, how people could get a hold of you if they'd like to contact you about something? My phone number? Well, (laughs) pretty much everybody knows my cell phone number. (laughs) (laughs) We have a new city website. Okay. It's not finished yet. It's almost done. Okay. The girl, Hannah, the girl working on the office with us, I mean, she's going to create a new website. It's going to be fresh. We're going to try to make a new logos for the mm. trucks, you know, and all, all that stuff. We want to, our color looks different, you know, like 100%, you know, it's, that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I hope we can make it happen in the next two to three years, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you've done just amazing in the time uh, when is the next election? It'd be 2025. Oh, well, you got a couple more years before you have to start campaigning again. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet you once you get this first term under your belt, you're going to be there for a while. I have a feeling. Mm, if everything's going okay, my health is be good. You know, I'm 53. You never know what's going to happen. But if you he, he say you're going to be stay there for another 10, 15 years, I don't yeah. And I'm going to keep fighting for our town, you know, for, for my community. Right. I'm very, again, I'm very, very proud to meet you and proud to have you on, the, on my podcast. I'm not a big time podcast yet, but by George, we're going to get there one way or another. I'm here anytime. I mean, we can do another one if you like it. I mean, anytime. Well, you bet. Just well, hope- be patient with me sometimes. I don't have a time to answer the phone pretty quick. <laughs> That's another thing I like to mention to the, to my community. You know, sometimes I can answer the text or messenger, you know, because between my business and I try to help in and the different stuff for the city. And I mean, it's, it's hard, you know. I'm just so proud that you've agreed to be on. And I wish you the very, very best. Thanks for listening to Life on the Illinois Prairie, the undercurrents of our American life. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to Life on the Illinois Prairie wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more stories, interviews, and updates. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. Until next time. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.